Start over. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Really excited about today's episode. Not only uh, do we have Jason on the show today, but I get to face off with Jason this week. So I'm really excited about that. We're gonna. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we, me and Jason battling each other this week. So I'm excited to have Jason on the show. We got some interview questions, a uh, little bit of waiver takes, um, and no real trades in the league, but there are some huge trades in the NFL that we definitely want to talk about. And of course, matchups and a mailbag. We got a mailbag this week. So let's just jump right into it. Got a lot to cover, so let's go. All right, let's do it. Cheat kicking it off with a mistake. He does not play Jason. <laughs> he has already lost to Jason. I'm living in the past. You're living in the past in a loss. I know. It hurts. You're like okay. the guy who went to state championship, lost, and won't stop talking about it. Hey, I played. That guy lives I with his mom. I did my best. That guy lives with his mom, for sure. 100%. 100%. Uh, okay, so we got Jason LaRoe with us this week, uh, the theoretical head of the LaRoe household, though the names and the fantasy teams would... Suggest Baked otherwise. Yeah, back, 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 yeah, that's fine. I mean, okay, no more further takes there. Uh, Jason's for sure stronger than me, so I got to watch what I say. But uh, Jason, I got some interview questions for you because we don't get to have you on every week, obviously. Uh, so, what is it like to be burnt every week live? Like you have to wake up in the morning, Thursday morning, driving to school. You're gonna lead those kids their future. You just get toasted. What's that like? I mean, yeah, you just started off with the roast a little bit ago. About serving, uh, and, I, and I handled it very well with silence. Um, I, to be honest, I'm surprised you started with this. I thought you were going to yell at me for not bringing cake balls. Um, um, it's, and, on, it's on the list. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> I, and just for the record, I don't have cake balls, nor do I have encouragement, actually. Perfect. The, Perfect. the, the in-laws were over for Halloween night, and uh, I used it all up there. That's, that's so. good. That's good. You know what? Honestly, it I, though I love being encouraged, being nice is fine. It feels a little bit more at home. Yeah, it feels more homey. A little more roasty. Yeah. I Fantastic. Mean, I will make you feel at home tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, do you regret with your draft... You drafted a retirement community. <laughs> Granted, you were able to sell one of them to me, which worked out pretty damn well for <laughs> you. Real well. But, so do you regret your draft at all, or is it working out according to the Jason plan? My strategy is pretty simple. It's uh, it's the long-term game. So I was not really sure. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts over the summer, and I'm not really sure how to value the, the new talent that has joined the NFL. So my plan was to basically draft the old, established, somewhat established, possibly washed-up people, and then trade them off to the various suckers throughout the league. Why, Borsky, I appreciate that. Yep, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, in turn, get some of the youth that is up and coming. Now, to be fair, to capitalize on our trade, you got to listen to some podcasts, see who's coming through the ranks, because you got a first-round pick out of me. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're gonna have to pay attention uh, so this summer. Gonna have to gonna have to stock up. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I will say you've made three trades this year in all legitimacy. Yeah, and they've all gone in your favor. And the one where we thought we like you like totally took Sarah actually ended up being super fair. Yeah. So somehow you come out looking like the good guy and you're winning, which is just really tough to do in fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I the only thing I regret about the trade with Sarah is that she had agreed to give me her first round pick. Um, for Austin Hooper and my fourth, but I felt bad because I was getting ready to go to couples camp with her, and I was like, look, you can have 
my third round instead of my fourth because in my head I'm thinking they're already going to ridicule her for being silly. So I'm just going <laughs> to to save a little bit of face for you, but uh, it jokes on me. <laughs> Yeah, Hooper has been great having some other leagues, so I, I love having him. Yeah. So, uh, what is it like to have all of your this year's rookie ki- picks fail you? So let's oh, man. let's go over these. This is Darius guys haven't even played a game. Yeah, he's on IR. <laughs> but I mean, you knew that when you picked yeah, him. He did. Uh, who else was it? Royce, Royce Freeman. Freeman. Royce Freeman. That that's <laughs> been rough. <laughs> who else was it? Uh, you didn't oh, take Ronald Jones, did you? <laughs> no, second round. I did not have any. I traded them both the time for right. his first round. Great, great, and then, great trade. Yeah, it was a... They I mean, I talk. guess that one didn't fail you. I, I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty playing chess while yeah. the rest of us are doing whatever Oh, else. Ty's for sure playing chess. He's losing, but he's playing chess. <laughs> uh, so then I had my um, third round pick. I picked up uh, Rosen for... Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a, that's right. a huge fail. That's not going well. Fourth round, though, I picked up uh, Valdez Scantling for that's Green Bay. I think he might lead the rookies in yards, reception yards this year outside of Saquon. Um, and then fifth round, who cares, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Literally, I could draft Marvin Lewis in the fifth round, and I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, you already addressed it. You did not bring cake balls, and that is a huge disappointment. But you did bring spicy takes. <laughs> yes, and beer. Jason, the beer, oh, a really good beer. Dorado High, Mad Tree, no yeah. free ads, but I mean, that's some good stuff. I've not had it before. It Its label is literally a plastic... Liner on the outside of the can. That's how new it is. That's being that, that, impressive. That being said, last week Stephanie brought Old Forester birthday bourbon, which I don't know if you've tried to find that like on the black market, but I don't shop the black market. It's so not no. It's not easy. <laughs> not easy at all. But so great guest, couple in a row. So let's jump into the actual league stuff. Thanks, Jason, for giving us uh, some unique insight on your life and on your team. Yes. Waivers this week. We had some interesting moves. So Ty spent $33 on Larry Fitzgerald cheap. No, no, no. Sorry. Not Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz, Fitz magic. Pat- <laughs> Fitz All right. Pat- when you put Ryan- Fitz in there. Sorry. He's the new Fitz. He is Larry not. Fitzgerald no, is old and he busted. He is Fitz magic and Fitz is Larry Fitzgerald. No, Fitz is Larry Fitzgerald is old. He is in the retirement community. He should be on Jason's team if he's not already. He was. He was for a while, and he moved him. If, if I say the word Fitz to you in the... Is he on your team? Yeah. Yeah. Fitzgerald is on my team, and I didn't even need his 20 points to beat you last week. <laughs> oh. So. That is true. Bioware. <laughs> and I have a feeling that with the new offensive coordinator, Fitzgerald, just a little plug for anybody who wants this old guy, uh, is going to end up turning it on and becoming a PPR monster. For no way. With... Byron Leftwich is the new high offensive <laughs> All Byron Leftwich has talked about is giving the ball to Fitz, uh, whatever this, the real Fitz to is. To Fitz Magic? Fitz yeah. Magic. <laughs> He's going to go just throw the throw interception. He had 10 <laughs> targets this past week. That's all that's going to happen. That is good. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, okay so, so Ty so spent 33 is, bucks, yeah. and you spent... Next highest, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You spent 5 bucks. $5 was the next highest big. Ty outbid... Big time on this one. I Big overbid. I don't know what Ty's QB situation is, but I know that he has luck. Given luck's on bye this week, it it's one of those you know pickups He's, where it's kind of makes sense because Fitz Mad- Fitzpatrick, sorry, not Fitz Magic. No, that's uh, his name. Yeah, Fitzmagic is his name. Let's be real. He can score 40 points a game. Oh, yeah. Because Tampa Bay can't keep up with any team. They have to score, and he will do it. He's he's magical. Um, but that was really high bidding for a QB that honestly could he got benched the last game Fitzpatrick played he got benched at halftime for James Winston. Right. That's the shocking thing is that he came in off the bench 
for a quarterback that he got benched by. It yeah. wasn't like this, like, oh, like, he just, like, happened to get injured. Yep. <laughs> I fully agree with Ty on this one because Ty is playing for the playoffs. He wants to yeah. make it in. And his other two quarterbacks, I'm not even going to count Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. No. Yeah, his other two quarterbacks are on bye. So if mm. he wants to continue the streak, which I can appreciate, he has to go big. And yeah. Fitzmagic is the only way for him to be able to compete this week. Yeah. He locks it in. I actually 100% agree. With it. So, so Ty's two quarterbacks are Andrew Luck, Andy Dalton. Ty is 4-4, four and four, which – Currently puts him T fifth, which is actually fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. So we've got basically six teams in the league at three and five fighting for a playoff spot. If Ty can stay one game ahead of those by buying a win yeah. or buying a quarterback this week, I think it's a great move. So for thirty three bucks, I mean, in a redraft league, it's like what are Terrible. you doing? Yeah. But compared to like, I mean, I, I'm actually kind of shocked that he that Fitzpatrick was on the waiver wire. Yeah. So I, I agree. I don't hate it. I like it. Uh, it is. I guess maybe the more shocking thing is that the bids were lower. Yeah. So significantly, I, I like I I put in five dollars thinking like you thought you were this gonna is win. going to be low, but I'm, it'll probably get be like ten. Right. Um. I but yeah, I was I was surprised. My favorite waiver pickup though, <laughs> Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been here before, bud. We all saw me do this with Richard Higgins. Chris bid seventeen dollars for Brandon LaFell. Shocking. Brandon LaFell, we've all seen how bad he is. We've Wait, watched Bengals games. Isn't he super old? Why is he not already on my team? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Chase just automatically thought he had every player over 30. <laughs> He's in the retirement community. He's got to be on Jason's team. But so Chris bid $17 for Brandon LaFell. Joey dropped Brandon LaFell 10 days ago. That hurts. 10 days ago. Joey bid 15. He got outbid by Chris by $2. That is the biggest smack in the face on waiver pickups I've ever seen. And that burns. So, Joey, enjoy. get some burn ointment because you're going to need it. That's going to hurt for a while. That is pretty rough. So, let's jump into the uh, trades. Not trades in our league. None worked yes. out this week. Though, I do know there was a lot floating around because Jason and I had some talks going for a couple players. Yep. And Joey was pinging me about a couple talks that... Jason was having with him for the same players. Oh man, that's which was kind of spicy because I was like, "What if I just backdoor Jason for Joe's players?" Ooh, cut out the middleman here. Yeah, I mean, the the very simple thing was that I was planning on taking Joey's uh, Evan Ingram yep. for my tight Ooh. end, and then uh, giving Kittle over to Wyborski, upgrading in tight end for me, dumping off not dumping Kittle still doing great. He's, he's great, but also picking up hopefully Will Fuller and Aaron Jones. It was going to be a savvy move. <laughs> Man. But I, I was a little worried that Joey and uh, Matt were hanging out at the during the texting, so it was kind of yeah. it was a gamble. I mean, if yeah. there's a question, if Joey and I are talking, we're talking. I mean, it's happening. <laughs> 100%. But uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been <laughs> would have been if that would have been pulled off. I think I would have. I don't know what I would have done. Quit the that would have been pretty amazing. <laughs> so like to get a multi trade happening while all the people are kind of communicating individually. Yeah. What was well, also impressive is this is while I am educating small children. <laughs> So. That's always the thing that I think is like Jason will send me text the other day and I'm like, dude, I'm building machines and he's like, I'm responsible for like a couple hundred kids and I'm like, oh Crap. god, what are you doing? I was administering a test. <laughs> I know how that goes. Hashtag torch prep. Not our ad this week, but it could be some week. Uh, pay up, Brett. Okay, uh, so trades this week in the NFL. We had a couple massive NFL trades. I don't yes. actually think it's massive for. I don't think any of the teams that made these trades are actually going to like mega perform. Oh, but man. I, I don't know. 
But, and maybe I'm wrong, what we can get into is the actual fantasy implications for these trades. So most podcasts that you've listened to have actually probably already covered Golden Tate, Mm -hmm. Demarius Thomas, and Ty Montgomery from like a team perspective, fantasy perspective. What I want to look at it from is from our league's fantasy teams, who benefited the most from the trade deadline. So, Cheek, why don't you give me your takes on the trade deadline impact on our league? Yeah, so kind of the big NFL trades were Golden Tate going to the Eagles and Demarius Thomas going to the Texans. Uh, so Ty has Demarius Thomas. So now he, his wide receiver core, I honestly don't love a lot. <laughs> I didn't love Demarius Thomas before. Um, so him going to Houston, I think it's honestly a downgrade uh, because DeAndre Hopkins is easily, like, he has wide receiver one potential every single week. And... Manuel Sanders never had that. Um, he's never been that guy. So I think Demarius Thomas, Ty kind of takes a hit losing him from the Broncos, surprisingly. I don't love saying that, but I think surprisingly it hurts. I do think it hurts Sarah. Sarah has Golden Tate, um, which sucks because Golden Tate already had his buy. Mm-hmm. So now Sarah gets two buys with Golden Tate. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That sucks. I, yeah, so I think rest of the year it won't hurt Sarah. I actually like Golden Tate with the Eagles, but... That hurts because she was planning to start Golden Tate this week, and that's a big play. Guy that is most impacted beneficially, though, hands down, is Tyler Griffin. Dude, I don't know how, but it blows my mind. Like, how did he have – he drafted Kenny Galladay. Yep. Get, don't get me wrong, was good last year. He I'm, was oh okay. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah <laughs> like, he wasn't bad, he wasn't great, but yeah. he was, you know, whatever. And then he drafted Cortland Sutton. Both of the young guys that he picked up, the old man on the team got out of Dodge, and now he's got two sure, like, borderline wide receiver two every single week. Like, we haven't seen what they can do, but that's huge. Yeah. Jason, why don't you you give me your take? Yeah, so I agree with you and disagree with you at the same time um, (laughs) because of the two different points you made, one being about Demarius Thomas. Demarius Mm. Thomas is only had three weeks, I think, this year so far in double digits. So it's really? not like it's know. really hurting him to be traded. Um, whereas you, you go to a better quarterback, uh, better offense. Yeah. I do agree that uh, with the Texans, you have it, uh, you have what's uh, the best guy there? Hopkins. John Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins. He's going to get his. So then it becomes like the trade-off between Cootie and Demarius Thomas. I don't know what the learning curve is going to be for a veteran like DT, but I do think that he's going to have better weeks than what he is at what what he has had. So I would say that this helps Ty more than hurts him. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Ty. I mean. So Demarius Thomas is going to a better quarterback, better offense, and that helps him. I think Griffin, with the luck of getting getting Golden Tate out of there, is only goodness for Kenny Galladay. Oh, and, yeah. And getting Demarius Thomas out of Denver is only goodness for Cortland Sutton. So it's like yeah. it definitely helps Griffin no matter how you put it. I think it also helps Ty, like Jason said, though. So I think it's kind yeah, of a mix I can of the see two. the narrative for that. Yeah. yeah, and I cannot express how frustrated I am that I couldn't get uh, Cortland Sutton from Griffin earlier in the season. I think that <laughs> – the rich just get richer with this one for uh, for Griffin. <laughs> so, that is true. Well done. That is so our other true. big trade of the weekend was, of course, <laughs> Terrell Pryor getting picked up by that the Bills. Not, that trade does not matter. Dude, it matters. It does not okay, matter. that trade does not matter. 100 bucks. Joey picks up Terrell Pryor. Spends all He's already got him on the team. Does he really? He drafted him. No. Did he drop him? He still has him? I don't know. There's no way. I guarantee you almost Pull does. it up. He drafted him 
And if he's yeah, still, he has him oh right now. Oh my gosh, Joey. And he drafted Braxton Miller. <laughs> hey, uh, you're talking to one of the best teams in the league right now. How am I this bad? <laughs> this is so frustrating. Because you have Jared McKinnon and Lev Bell hey, not hey, playing. Hey, quiet. All right. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah, Joe. All right, let's uh, go back to prior. So the actual trade that matters most is Ty Montgomery <laughs> going to the Ravens. Not for Ty Montgomery because he's a sleaze bag, but Aaron Jones. What are the Aaron Jones implications here? The reason I'm asking this is that he's on my fantasy team, and Daddy <laughs> needs Aaron Jones to hit <laughs> So you think it's going to work out? What do you guys think? I am so upset that I did not make a trade for Aaron Jones last Friday, which oh. is when I planned on making one with you, and then life happened. And now all of a sudden mm. it becomes value, and you actually recognize it, which I don't think you did prior to this. First off, I drafted him high. He did draft him high. high. I, I, re- I reached for him. Not by a lot. Probably like a round. But I wanted Aaron Jones on my team he, yeah, he's because I knew that – one injury, one trade away, and he's the lead back on one of the best offenses in the NFL with a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's some value to be had. Well, then kudos to you because I did not believe it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't think that. I mean, Ty Montgomery, I think, was just kind of an anno- like a kind of a gnat around Aaron Jones' oh, yeah. helmet all the time. So uh, it was just a matter of time before he got squashed or kicked off the team or just disowned. Yep. Um, so I, whatever. I'm glad you you have him, but. No one cares. <laughs> so, Do you have any uh, unbiased opinion there? What I That's love, two very biased takes. I just realized this. Uh, so I was pulling it up. This trade, it sucks for everybody that has any relation to Ty Montgomery, except for you. Yeah. Yep. I, I think Aaron Jones will benefit. But Steph has Buck Allen and Alex Collins. And she was starting them. And she was starting both of them some weeks. Now Ty Montgomery's in the mix. That sucks. Fire up all three of them. Guess who has Ty Montgomery? Please don't say Steph. Sarah. It's got to be Sarah, right? Chris Matre. The king of bad running backs in terrible situations. Chris Matre himself. Yes, and unrostered players as well, Des Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) But... So that, that that honestly like is the perfect. I was kind of hoping that Steph would have him because that would just be terrible and she would hate it so much. Uh, but I, yeah, I think every other person in the league that has anything to do with this trade hates it, and you have every reason to love it. Love it. So great. Literally, not saying it'll pay off. Only reason I brought it up. <laughs> I needed something positive because I lost in this league. I lost to my other league. I didn't even enter FanDuel, so I had, I had nothing to do there. I was just I have nothing going for. Well, I was so busy. I literally worked all weekend, so I just had nothing. I, mm. I couldn't do it. It was just it Fair was, it was a horrible. It was not. It was not good. Sunday was supposed to be a pick me up, and it was a take me down. It was bad. This is my only up. <laughs> so it's great. I think we need to uh, talk about the Amari Cooper trade. Did you guys discuss that already? No, we oh, didn't. We no, did no, not no. Amari Cooper no, yeah. to the Cowboys. Yeah. For a first round. We'll avoid that because that's NFL talk. That doesn't matter. Amari Cooper is on Chris's team, team, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that helps Chris? Hurts Chris? Or does it help someone else? I think when I, when I look at this trade, um, I don't think it hurts Chris by any means because... Cooper was terrible. I mean, He's just so a horrible. cancer on a team because you feel like you need to start him, and well, he you would drafted just, him to start. Yeah, yeah, and he would just he was just dropping goose eggs left. It was just it was terrible. Well, here's the here's the worst thing about him, right? <clears throat> Two, sixteen. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got him. Two. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, he's horrible. And then you bench him. Twenty three. Then you're like, okay, he's great. And then you start him. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> So in this trade, I mean exactly like you're saying. I I I really do hope that Amari Cooper gets his act together. I do. He's got 
a better coach, at least. I don't know if his quarterback's any better or not. But what I do think is going to help out here is, is as long as Cooper be- can become productive, Ezekiel Elliott will benefit because mm. it'll open up the box. I know, Borski all of a sudden is getting excited. <laughs> it is Championship, baby. Borski's going to want you on every week, Jason. <laughs> Dang it. This is, again, this is actually my long play. I'm trying to slowly take over <laughs> by buttering him up. Um, it's working. <laughs> but I do think, that, I mean, I don't think this... I don't think it does anything but help all people involved. Cooper, even just Dallas in general, I think it's going to benefit all of them. What do you think about Derek Carr? Do you think it helps Derek Carr, anyone who owns, or or Jordy Nelson, right? Jordy Nelson now becomes theoretically the number one. He didn't look like it last week because Brandon LaFell apparently popped off. (laughs) What do you guys think it does to Jordy long-term or Derek Carr long-term? I look at the Oakland Raiders as the equivalent of my fantasy team. They are all extremely (laughs) old. And just like... They're, they're throwing in the towel for this year, and they're just bringing in the rookies. I mean, Jordy, are you kidding me? Marshawn Lynch. Thanks, Borski, for taking that one. <laughs> I thought he was great. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, getting, they're getting rid of all the talent or potential talent that they have. And so I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, hard not to, it's hard not to feel like they're selling everyone that's good. Khalil Mack. Obviously one of the best defensive players in the NFL, if yep. not the best. And now their defense is like 30th. They are the worst. The worst. Yeah. The worst. I I do think it does help Jared Cook, which again, the rich just get richer because Griffin got that Griffin Griffin has. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? He's like he's he's what a year away or six months away from being thirty-five. No, he's actually thirty-one. But I mean, extremely old. Just break already. (laughs) To be fair, tight ends are kind of almost invincible somehow. That's just Gronk. Gronk is the buy on a Kelsey's not young. Kelsey's in his twenties still. I mean, Jordan Reed. That man can't stand. Yeah, that that guy's terrible. But yeah, that's weird. If you compare him to all the other tight ends that are his age, they're all missing games. Come on, Jerry. Antonio Gates. Get on board. Oh, Antonio Gates has retired like nineteen times. Well, he was old. Yeah. All right. So let's jump in. Do we have any hindsight this week, Chief? Do we need to jump anything? We could talk about it. We don't have to. uh, Was it me? Do we have to talk about it? uh, Well, I'm really looking forward to the 2019 season. Because uh, my, my hindsight on this week is I can't win. No, uh, can't. I thought I'd beat Jason and then roast him when he came on the show. And uh, as previously mentioned, he smoked me. And if he wants to take over the show, he should have let me win. Uh, so bad strategic move. But uh, that's about all I got. I'm sorry, Robin, but no one sucks up to the sidekick. Right? <laughs> Let's be real here. Oh, my God. He just got... This is... Woo, that made, was good. We make that a living really on roasting good. people, and you just got roasted. That was good, too. Oh, God. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I tried to add up my roster to become a hindsight again, and there just wasn't a path. <laughs> <laughs> Joe just destroyed me so hard, it didn't matter Joey who I started. Joey just crushed you. Yeah, yeah. Joey, Joey popped off. But here's the thing. It, it would have beat my, league, my season high. It would not have beat Joey's season high. So mm. that was pretty shitty. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, that was basically my gut reaction to my matchup. What about your guys' matchup last week? You guys played each other. I guess yeah. you kind of already gave that. Any any other takes on your matchup last week? It was it was kind of brutal. It, what was really fun about it is Jason and I actually hung out Sunday night. So like as games are happening, we both have players in, and like every single like like probably every fifteen minutes, we're both checking, and it's really You're just really close. Refreshing your phones. And here's the worst part about it: I have. Okay, I have a really firm policy, usually in fantasy football. I don't draft Patriots running backs. So bad. I hate them. 
But this last week, I was in a pickle. As you guys have known, my team has been rough all year. And I spent up for Kenyon Barner. And I thought to myself, that's stupid, Tyler. Don't break your policy. But then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to win, I'm going to pay for Kenyon Barner. And that's going to be how I win. He put up .4. You started him? I started him. What are you doing? And then Tom Brady was terrible. He didn't throw any touchdowns. till the fourth quarter when he popped off. I, I was so mad. I was like, are you serious? Like, that was my only chance. And then Jason just roasted me because those guys just didn't show up. Yeah. As Thanks. much as I would like to talk about my matchup with Cheeks, it's who cares about Cheek? Let's be <laughs> so instead, let's let's uh, let's go a different route and actually talk about something that matters, which was the hindsight between Steph and she had a chance to take down um, John Neffley if oh. she would have just started Devontae Parker instead ah. of Geronimo Allison. Who doesn't do that? Ooh. I mean, Devontae Parker, with, with the injuries that Albert the Dolphins have gone through, I think that their coach even said, he has to play because we don't have anybody else. <laughs> so <laughs> That's what you like to hear. <laughs> with that being said, Steph, I love you and happy late birthday, but come <laughs> on. Yeah, Steph got roasted on her birthday. Oh, wow. I hate, hate to hear that. <laughs> wow, she would... Oh, man, she would have toasted John, too. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, super obvious to play the receiver that's been playing like crap all year. <laughs> <laughs> no, Devontae Parker hasn't played most of the year. Like, he just he's came off of injury. scored zero every week. I think it's, week three. This was his first week back, though. Yeah. So it I don't. it wasn't that he's, like, just dropping goose eggs well, for the most part. Yeah. yeah and, and, let's, let's stick to him dropping goose eggs. <laughs> Steph, you made a huge mistake. And the injury to <laughs> Albert Wilson, I guess. Like, you can kind of yeah. make some sense of it. That being said, uh, I mean, that being said, I mean, it's just Stephanie just, wow. <laughs> Three, five. Welcome to the dumpster fire, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> See you in the bottom six. <laughs> we'll fight it out. All right. Dude, Jason, great insight. I didn't even catch that. That's, I did that's not amazing. catch that either, yeah. Okay, uh, so we will jump right now. Ty sent us some stats. I want to throw you guys some stats recently because the, the season-long stats haven't changed. Mm. The, top, the top teams are... Griffin, Neffley, Sarah, Joe, Britain. Those, those are the top teams. Britain's pretty close. Uh, actually, Britain has never made it into the top four. Really? Joe's team at three and five statistically is actually far better than Britain's team. That makes zero sense. Yeah. It's just the head-to-head matchups. But if we take a rolling three-week average, courtesy of Tiny Cook, uh, professional sports pro football Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, <laughs> that is not a good reference point. Chris Collinsworth is a buffoon. Yeah, but he owns pro, pro football stats. Does he really? Yeah. yeah. This is why he's a genius. Oh, no. He's secretly a genius. No, he is not. Here's his path to success. Get to quote any stat I want. Start a stats company. Quote my own company. Because <laughs> he never says, like, according to me, this guy's the best. He's always like, according to pro football focus, which is him. <laughs> the dude's a genius. So according to Ty, uh, last three weeks, Jason is the second best team of the last three weeks. Really Whoa. trending up. That but being that makes said, sense. Well, I mean, you can only trend up from the first three from weeks. From the bottom. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I decided to come on the podcast at this point in the season. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a surprise to me, Tynan. <laughs> Send me something I don't know. Oh, my God. Yes. So th- th- that's my interesting stat for the week. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Wow, number seven. Can't do that. How do we do that? We'll do it at the end. (laughs) 
Uh, so let's jump into the matchups. This is the, this is uh, the meat and potatoes of the show, even though we're already halfway through. So let's jump into our matchups. If we actually look at me and Cheek's pickums over yes. the weeks, Cheek picked up another game on me, and I didn't even cheat this week. <laughs> so Cheek's uh, Cheek's accuracy is up to a solid fifty eight percent. 54% for me. I'm getting closer to the coin toss, which worries me because <laughs> Stefan Sarah had some hot takes last week on the fact that I was basically just tossing coins down here, <laughs> which is apparently 100% right. <laughs> and Cheek is just trying it up. So I'm going to refrain from tossing coins. Let Jason try his toss in the old fountain. Uh, first matchup is Cincinnati Indians. That's Tyler Cheek, 3-5 and five in the bottom six with everyone else. Versus Khabib's crew, Chris Matre, 3-5. and five. Jason, why don't you give me your thoughts on this matchup? So I was this when I was doing my analysis, this was like the third or fourth matchup that I had to look at. And I was excited because I was giving like in-depth analysis on all these other ones. And then I got to this one, I was like... This is painful. I mean... I hear you, brother. What am I looking at right now? Peter's like, oh, Tevin Coleman versus Jalen Richard. Yep. Yeah, I want to cry so right now. It is bleak. The, the the quick version of this, please let's make it short, is uh, Jalen Richard is going to do... He has a... He's got a... It's going to be a low-scoring game, so I don't see yep. him getting a whole lot of passing opportunities. Yep. on has a really tough matchup against Minnesota's fifth-ranked rushing defense. Mm-hmm. And... Minnesota's going to score, so the game script is not going to play into Carrion's just favor in general. He might get some passes. I fully believe that he will. But at the same time, he's been doing really well rushing, not so much passing. And so I just don't expect him to have a very, really good game. And then who's starting Cordero Patterson? Is that... That's Chris. That's Chris, for sure. You know, New England's number one running back. Thank you, Kenyon Barner. <laughs> I mean, that's... The fact that we even have to discuss him is terrible. <laughs> so, to be to me, it really comes down to Amari Cooper, and if he can be impactful, then then to me that kind of decides it because this is it, it's looking bleak in general between these it's two. It's so bleak. And so I I'm actually giving this to Kabib's crew, which I. I, that may be a first on this podcast that someone's actually naming him to win, but I fully believe that Matri is going to actually pull this one out. Okay, Cheek, why don't you why don't you give me what you think? Because oh. I mean, you both just got owned. <laughs> we did. Uh, my only thought is like, why God? Why? Like, am I seriously going to lose to Chris, <laughs> the team I've roasted literally all year? I'm going to lose to. And I don't even know why. Like, my team is so bad now. I, it hit me this week. I was like, oh, my gosh. In, in my defense, I lost A.J. Green and or, – or, well, I didn't lose him. They're on bye this week. And those are hands down my best players uh, because, as Jason, you know, wisely mentioned, my running backs are <coughs> a bleak situation. Uh, so, yeah, this all just hurts. Uh, I If I can't win this week, I'm officially moving to the 2019 phase of, like, trying to make trades happen so that I can get some rookie picks next year. Um, so, with that being said, Chris wins. Yep. I agree with Jason, and that hurts. So, you know, I think... I don't have a lot of time here. And I'm just looking at names. He's flipping a coin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm attempting to approach 50%. I think you're going to pull this one out. I think Carrion's going to perform weirdly against Minnesota. I know... I, 
Not, not, not <laughs> improbable. I don't expect to break 100 points. I don't think Chris I don't will. think either of you will. I think you're literally going to win this like 90 to 88. It's going to be such a shit show. Oh, but I think I think you're going to pull it out. So that's my official pick. Put it in the dock. We'll Ooh. see how it goes. Hey, I appreciate you believing in me, even though I do not. I don't believe in you. I just believe in Chris less. Oh, uh, sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go on to Borski Weekly Roast. Oh, that's Britain's team. Yes, Borski's okay. Weekly Roast. I think it's the same as... Uh, I think it's the same. Oh, we skipped a matchup. Thank yes, you. Thank yes. you, Jason. Uh, we got Zippy's bye week. That's Joe at three and five, which, again, if you guys haven't checked the standings, make sure you check the standings. Six teams are at three and five. So if you're feeling bad at three and five, know that you're Joe's team it. is better than you, but it can keep going <laughs> poorly such that you might make it into the playoffs. <clears throat> I'd like to have a quick sidebar from the matchups because I just remembered this, and it's not in the doc, and I never remembered again. All right. What do you guys think about wild card slots for the playoffs? So an example would be the top five teams in standings make it, yeah. whatever. Sixth place is either most wins accumulated throughout the season, either calculated like every week you would go X and X, or most points. What do you guys think about wild card slots for the sixth playoff team so that teams like Joe don't get hosed as hard? I think it would have to be most points. I, I, I think... Statistically, I would imagine that the six seed, if if you're doing it based on win loss, it, it it would be the same person regardless. Well, not win loss, but total wins per week. So like each week, you are going like, mm. oh, you scored a bunch, you would have gone twelve and zero this week versus like you scored yeah, middle sure. of the pack, you would have gone six and six. Yeah, it seems like a lot of math and work, and then we yeah, got that Britain tie to He's the commission. <laughs> I would say based on points, I think that I, I'm for that, but eh, also I'm okay with it either way. I, so not, not super strong feeling. Yeah, not super strong on it. All right, Jason. I think it's um, I I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, I've seen so many times where the the highest score could could easily get dropped out, and then some some team that has very few people scoring against them ends up sneaking in, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I, I would love to say that, but like his team's good. He just can't so I mean, his team's good, but everyone all, he also has the least point. If he didn't have the most points, four, right? I'd be pissed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, just blowing people out. Yeah. So I, I had never thought about this before, and Joey's situation is what brings it to light. And I think it's a great, I think it's a great point. Now, if I'm the sixth team and ends up getting booted because of this wild card thing, I'm going to be ticked. So total, <laughs> to, total homer for it, unless it hurts me, and then I'm against it. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm just not, like everything in life. I don't even know how I feel about it. I just wanted to get you guys feeling it. Yeah, Ty yeah. and I were like chatting about it. It's I've always thought. thought it was interesting because I had a league last year. I think I've mentioned it before. Ended first, second, third through tenth. We all tied, and then it was just like points. Oh four, gosh, which is like the ultimate wild card situation. Yeah. So I, I just always thought it was interesting. Of like, what if you had that one wild card slot? So maybe we'll talk about it in the off season. See if we want to see yeah. if we want to do anything. Bring the commission on. Get them a little tipsy. See if we can make changes. Of mind. <laughs> uh, so this second uh, second matchup is Zippy's bye week. That's Joe three and five. Team Laroe four and four. Uh, let me get to this one. This is actually a matchup that I would have expected to be at the very top of the table at the beginning of the season. Because I thought I, I really believe in both these teams, and mm-hmm. I think I still do, but just the way that head-to-heads have played out. Basically, I would have thought this would have been like a 6-2-5-1 matchup. Like, yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. 6-1-5-2 yeah. matchup at the beginning of the year. So, Cheek, why don't you give me your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I, I'm... I was really torn on this this week. At, at first, I looked at Joey's roster, and it's like, he's starting Devontae Parker. I was like, why? 
why is Joey starting Devontae Booker? And then I realized Joey's team name is Zippy's Bye Week because he has eight people on bye. <coughs> yeah, this is this is the NFL bye apocalypse. Which, we thought any week was bad. It's this week. Oh, sorry, not eight, nine. I was <laughs> off. He has one more than I thought he had, um, which is just honestly that's brutal. Um, that's a really tough run for bye weeks, um, especially right now for Joey. Kind of coming on the off the streak <coughs> of. You know, playing well. I, I think he like last week was a big week for Joey, getting that win. Um, so I definitely want to see him continue that. Uh, however, I don't think he's going to be able to do it this week. I think the buys are really going to hurt him. Sarah's team. I've said it since week one. Her team is really strong. It is good. Um, I love Rodgers playing New England this week. I love Melvin Gordon playing Seattle. I, I, I mean, Antonio Brown's playing Baltimore, which I don't know if that'll be a high scoring game or a super low scoring game. I'm torn on that, but honestly. Joey's team is really hurt by the buys. Um, so I, I think because of buys, Sarah's going to win hands down. Yep. Jason, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I there's not much to say. I really want to believe in Joey's team, and I actually think they are really good, yeah. and he's he's had a, had a tough draw lately. But the bye weeks is kind of – or the buys are kind of what determines this week in my opinion. I mean, if you look at his starting lineup – it, like Seth Roberts, uh, Zay Jones. It's rough. It really is, and it's it's just because of bye weeks. Um, so, uh, and Sarah's team, it looks great. You're starting to have DJ Moore become a, more of a factor. Uh, the only issue with Sarah's team is her name. I mean, I do, <laughs> I do have a great last name, Laroe, and you're welcome for it. But please. <laughs> Change the team name, sweetie. All right. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, um, Sarah's team, Team Laurel. Uh, Air quotes, wins. give it to the microphone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – that's. sorry. Sorry, Joey, but uh, that's what I have to say. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 100% on board. I think Joey's getting owned by bias. <laughs> this is just one of those weeks where you look at your roster, you're going to have to give it up. You just take the loss. Yep. It's okay. Your team's still good. Yeah, you, you don't make any crazy moves. It's just yep. – if, if you get a win, it's a gift, and if you don't, it's just – it was going to happen, mm-hmm. and when you get towards weeks, like the weeks that are deciding the playoffs, then you, you don't have any buys. Yeah. So let's jump into my matchup, Borski Weekly Roast. Oh, that's Britain's team name. Uh, without <laughs> Kansas City, Borski sucks like Matre. It is grammatically correct. Thank you, Britain, for fixing that. <laughs> also, you can use periods and slashes in your team name. Good to know mm-hmm. for the future. Uh, versus my team, at least I have FanDuel. So Britain is five and three with his monster team. I'm three and five in the playoff hunt. Shockingly, uh, <laughs> Jason, why don't you give me your take on this week? Yeah, um, I first thing, um, you have no tight end. No, no. <laughs> I've uh, been trying to make a move. That's part of why. It's part of why I want to kittle. I texted Cheek last night as I was yeah. falling asleep, and I said, "Trade me Vance McDonald," and he said, "Give me something," and I said, "How about Ricky Seals Jones?" <laughs> Because and I, I already have two other tight ends on I didn't want to give him anything. Wow, you're really impressing me with your trading skills. I think I'm going to take <laughs> a zero, honestly. Yeah, well, I don't think you have much of a choice, to be I honest. Really, it's I either really that don't. or you trade. And um, so that's interesting. And what's even more interesting is that even with that, I still have you winning. Yeah. Because. Big old flex. Yeah, I mean, oh, the boy. only chance, in my opinion, for Britain is if the Bears' defense comes up huge against Buffalo, which. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll do they'll do well, but I don't think it's going to be enough to make up for Tajay Sharp against Dallas, which they have a good secondary. Curtis Samuel, I, I mean, who? 
I mean, I've never heard of either of those <laughs> guys. Right. So it's it's rough. Sony Michelle, you're not really sure what he's able to do. Ben Roethlisberger against um, Baltimore in Baltimore. I just don't see that being high scoring. Uh, it's it's not gonna. I, I'm surprised to say that I don't see it going well for Britain. Love it, love it. Greatest thank you ever. <laughs> Again, it's good job, Batman. <laughs> Cheek, what are you thinking? Oh my gosh, I was so happy to see this matchup this week. It could not have come in more perfect time. Britain has spent the entire season roasting you. The <coughs> entire season with his team name. In the week he plays you, he loses Saquon. <laughs> And that gives him a legit shot to lose this week. Oh, I don't care who wins, but Borski, please beat him. Uh, I want. I pick Borski not fully because I believe in your team, but because I really want it. I, I don't. I think you can beat him, but he, we have to keep in mind if Sony Michelle plays. That's my biggest like thing of if Sony Michelle doesn't play. It, yeah, Borski wins hands down. If Sony Michelle plays, he's a monster. We've yeah. seen how good he can be. Devontae Adams is still great. Uh, Keenan Allen's great. Juju Smith's they're all really good players. He's got the Ben Juju stack. So if that game turns into a high school game, Britain can blow up. But I really want you to win. So I'm not picking Britain. I don't care. I would love to see you beat Britain just this week. And then Britain can go on the rest of the season winning. I don't care. <laughs> so I I'm I'm with you guys 100 percent I think Of course you are. It's your team. Well, so all week I have or all year I've looked at the schedule and been like, that's an L. <laughs> I didn't know the bye weeks that were happening because all of my key players are not on bye and all of mm. his are. So, like, my team is not better than Britain's. But <laughs> yeah. I will probably win this week if two things happen. One, the Roethlisberger Juju thing doesn't turn into shootout. I don't think mm. it's going to. I don't think it will. Uh, number two, I need Tyree Kill to play. <coughs> and he's injured right now. That is he's true. He's got a growing injury. I think it'll be fine, though. But even if he doesn't, I think I can fill the slot and make it happen. Yeah. So. Uh, but obviously my team does live and die in the Mahomes Tyree Kill stack. I think I still pull this one out shockingly, which is huge right now. And yeah. my, I mean if yeah, I, I mean, could, it's a big if game. I could find the tight end for, for in the next three days, that'd be great. You know, I might just give you Vance McDonald just, just to make it happen. It's I mean not, I'm selling for next year anyways, right? <laughs> it's not collusion. I'll give you my second round pick. Jason has my first. If you want that, you can go to that. <laughs> so let's jump into the next matchup. We got team Rockstar, that's Steph Smith at three and five in the playoff mm. hunt versus Education Nason. Jason, in the playoff hunt, which after after three weeks, I never would have thought. But so glad. <laughs> eight, totally different story. I'm so glad that this league is turning out into this like weird, scrappy league where like we all <laughs> thought it was like really clear cut after the first three weeks. Like I feel like three weeks is a pretty good sample size. Yeah. And now we're just into like there is literally eight people just like hunting for plat. Like yeah. Griffin's almost a lock. John Neffley's yeah. almost a lock. Everyone else is kind of fighting. Britain, you could he's got a pretty good chance. He's got a very good but, chance. Two, three, and five teams that I just wouldn't have guessed would be in the matchups uh, like this late in the season as equals. So, Cheek, why don't you give me your thoughts on this matchup? Man, this matchup is the ugly matchup of the week. Like, wait, is that the same as the garbage matchup it, of the week? I don't want to call it the garbage because it like I don't see the teams as total garbage. It's just the players on the team like. <laughs> I don't what love the, the distinction guy. there. Like, garbage is like, oh, Matre versus me. That's probably the garbage matchup. Like, so you're talking about like the humans really that own them or the yeah, players, that and, or well, the players like, that they our own? Ma- our matchup, yeah. Like our, our team, like all my running backs are terrible. Like they're not Except for the two that are sitting on your bench. Yeah, except for the two on my bench. And Chris is kind of in the same situation where we're, we kind of have these players that are somehow relevant even though they shouldn't be relevant. 
this game has like these guys that have super high potential. Like Steph has Adrian Peterson. Like he's been amazing. I was gonna say first off, Adrian Peterson is just good. No, 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 no. Adrian Peterson has been really good. Yeah. All year. Like he's he's been super consistent in like getting the carries. He hasn't always gotten touchdowns, so I mean that's obviously a factor because so, heading into things. Atlanta, yeah, heading into Atlanta, super high scoring game. She's got Julio Jones, so they're facing off against each other. She's got Michael Thomas, which I like, but she also is starting Devontae Parker. She's starting Anthony Miller. So it's these guys that are kind of like I mean, besides Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, a lot of her guys I just don't love their situation. Um, she has Alex Collins starting right now. Could turn into Lashawn McCoy. Both of them, I'm like, ugh, I just don't love it. Yeah, that's rough. Jason, on the other hand, has Chris Carson, uh, which has been super good, but I don't get it. Like, I don't get the Seahawk backfield. I want, I, I don't want him on my team, but yep. I'm pissed off that he's not on my team. Exactly. <laughs> I could agree. Earlier in the season, Jason was offering me Chris Carson. I was like, no, I don't want him. Now I'm like, Absolutely. what was I thinking? I had a chance. Uh, and he, he could Nick- be yours, both of you guys, <laughs> just for the record. He also has Nick Chubb, who is like, He's had a good game. Like I'm not going to deny that at all, but I don't love it. Like I'm kind of like ah, I don't I don't want to go with that yet. Even though I'm starting Jalen Richard. Uh, he <laughs> he's starting Peyton Barber who I still don't get. Uh, he's starting Marquise Goodwin who's been super good. So it's, it's just one of those matchups where like I don't think the teams are garbage. It's I both teams are good and I don't get like how they are. Like the players are just an odd situation. So Sounds it's like you're ugly. doing some uh, politician speak. This is the garbage match of the week. I've it's deemed, garbage. I've Whatever. deemed it such. Jason wins, though. I do think Jason wins. You think wins Jason's going to win? Yeah. All right. Why don't you give me uh, your take, Jason, after being named the garbage match of the week live? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I can't believe you can say that considering Cheek and Matri's matchup. It's, I mean, I sure, in yeah. comparison to some of the other yeah. ones, this is not a stellar matchup, but come on. I mean, if Cheek I'm standing would, by, my matchup is garbage. If Cheek <laughs> wouldn't have not named himself such that I could go back in time and name him the garbage match of the week, <laughs> I would have. But, I mean, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're here now. What are we going to do, rewind? <laughs> so, so, in this one, I actually... I really like Steph's team, um, but I think that with the matchups this week, I, I, th- I think she has a, a, a tough road to a W. Um, one, she has no defense right now. The Eagles are on bye, mm. and I'm going to pick up all the other ones tomorrow morning at 11. <laughs> so, yes. so she's in trouble, um, especially— fair, You can only pick up, what, seven? Yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't have to pick up that many more because two of them play tomorrow night. Yeah, and then there's only I think six other ones available. So I mean, I've got six slots. And you only have like three dollars, Fab. No, I have zero dollars. Okay. <laughs> Clarity. Steph, bid zero. a dollar. Yeah. Bid a dollar. <laughs> bid a dollar tonight. Um, so uh, to be honest, though, um, so that that is obviously an issue. But Adrian Peterson, I like him. But I think that what we've what we've seen so far is this year is that game script plays into his score completely. In two mm. of their blowout wins, or their blowout losses, sorry, Indy and um, it was New Orleans, mm-hmm. he had, I think, a total of 20 yards in the Indy game with 11 attempts and four attempts with for six yards against New Orleans. Yeah, uh, Atlanta's a high-power offense, and he's not going to be a part of the script. I mean, yeah, he's going to catch two passes maybe, but it's it's going to really hurt him. Mm. Um, with that, though, I think that she's... 
She's starting a pretty tough. Um, well, actually, then we've got Aaron Collins or Alex Collins against Pittsburgh. We already know the trade's going to hurt that. Not to mention Pittsburgh's going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, she's also got Trey Burton against the Buffalo defense. Trade me him. In well, he's <laughs> in Buffalo as well. In Buffalo. Uh, they've only given up three touchdowns all season to the tight end, and they've kept every tight end under 55 yards. I don't see him scoring more than five, six points in this game. So uh, that's that's two people that she has kind of depended on that are going to not do very well, as well as Mariota against Dallas in Dallas. I, I don't see those people performing, and I, I, as much as I love some of the other players on her team, I just don't see how she's going to be able to overcome that. Yeah, I think I think this matchup is really really close. Uh, I uh, got to make a pick. I got to make a pick. It's Jason, and it's not because he's here. He's gonna kick me in the face if I don't. Uh, I think <laughs> I agree with your takes on Adrian Peterson. When they get in shootouts, it seems like it seems mm-hmm. like he kind of disappears. <clears throat> and for the Saints, I could say it's because they have a good defense because it's been popping up. But the Colts haven't. Utterly garbage defense, so, and he just so disappeared. Bad. So, uh, I agree. I think I think I think Jason's going to have a big week. I think Chris Carson is going to have a big week, and that's going to be the driving that, factor. Yeah. And I, I I don't get it, but the Seahawks have rushed the ball more than any team yeah, in the NFL. Number one in rushing, and rushing Rashad is Penny is no garbage. Yeah, he's nowhere to nowhere. Yeah. And Mike Davis is just not that good. So then they just have to give the ball to Chris Carson, mm-hmm. which is just shocking <laughs> that like their first round draft pick isn't even touching the ball halfway through the season. Blows my mind. It's it's nuts. But I think that's going to lead J- lead uh, Jason to a win. Let's move on to our next matchup. We got Team Vincent Corey Vincent five three versus Threat Level Midnight. This is a big matchup. Big. I mean, it's top <laughs> top of the standing. So it, ultimately, it's not going to change who's going to like get into the playoffs. But this is a big like first round buy matchup. Because as we all know, with these head-to-head matchups, as soon as you get to the playoffs, it's really just you basically are just if you get it's in, open. you got a chance to to, to run the table. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a guy that just pops off like last year, Todd Gurley. Basically, Ugh. if you got into the playoffs, you had Todd Gurley on your team, you won. I hated Todd Gurley last year. I had, still don't love him. This had year. him on three teams, won all three, loved it. Yeah, I did not have him. Plus on all a couple three hundred teams. bucks. <laughs> so, Team Vincent versus Team Nefli, except Nefli renamed his team Threat Level Midnight Six Two. Cheek, why don't you give me your take on this one? Uh, last week, Corey took down the top dog. I don't know if you guys remember, Corey faced off against Griff last week, and we didn't think he could beat him. No, we didn't. Like, at all. legitimately, we both picked Griff. Yep. And Corey smoked. Uh, didn't really smoke. Corey had the highest score of the week, one fifty nine point eight to one forty six point five. There's no way that was a high score because Joe had that was the highest score. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, Joey had one six nine. You're right. You're right. Second highest score he, of the week because he roasted me. Yeah, Joey did roast you <laughs> by sixty points. Uh, but we won't get too deep into that. <laughs> Beside the point, Corey beat Griff, the guy that like we've been saying is the best team. Can he do it again? No, he can't. Sorry, Corey. Not without OBJ. I don't think you can do it. Corey's team is great, and I really hate that you drafted James Conner uh, because I really wanted to pick uh. him up as my handcuff, and you burnt me there. Uh, but good play. Uh, regardless, I think Corey's team is not going to be able to pull off this week. Conner's not going to have these big monsters. He's, I don't think he's going to have a big monster week against Baltimore. We've said it so many times. Steelers-Ravens game is not going to be high scoring. If it is, we'd be surprised. Um, 
I think Napoli's going to win. Napoli's team is just really strong. Both teams are really good, and I do think this has a huge impact on playoffs. Yeah, I'm 100% on your team. I think John's, I think John's going to spoke Corey just because of bye week. So, Jason, Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I on paper, when I just saw the names, I was like, okay, Corey against John. I thought it was going to be a really good matchup because Corey's team has been super strong lately. And then I looked at who was on bye, and yeah. Marlon Mack, who I think has been his top scorer over the past two weeks, and Odell Beckham, again, you just can't really replace those guys. And when you're yeah. going against Nefley, who has Kareem Hunt against Cleveland, who's just going to run all day, uh, I just don't see a way that, uh, that Corey can win. Not because his team's not good, but because of buys this week. Yeah, the, the way the NFL is doing buys <coughs> this year is so weird. Oh, just this week up. is brutal. It just brutal. sucks. I feel like no, we, could, we, could, we could go all day on yeah. Uh, so let's do last matchup. We got Team Cook versus the Flu Draft. That's Ty Cook versus Tyler Griffin. Tyler Griffin, fresh off that scathing loss we just <laughs> talked about. Uh, Ty, please beat him again. Let's bring this playoff race even closer. Jason. What are your thoughts on our last matchup of the night? To be honest, I know that uh, not many people are going to say this, but I love where Ty's team is right now. Mm. I think that they are headed, obviously, in the right direction. I don't quite know what he's uh, done the past four weeks. I think he's, I don't know, I think he's, yeah, he's won four in a a row. Um, I expect that actually to keep going this week. I have Tynan winning because Griffin has Joe Mixon and David Johnson on a bye, and Ty doesn't really have anybody on a bye this week. Which is surprising considering the bipocalypse. Right. Um, I do think, though, that both teams have pretty good matchups overall. Um, so I, I expect it to be pretty high scoring. I do think that in order for Ty to win, he's going to need, well, one, his defense to carry him as has happened the, all as, season as long. Per half Don't worry, wins. he has the Cowboys against Tennessee. They're right. going to score 30 points. And I'm I, definitely not salty about the fact that that happened to me, but right, pretty I can tell. about it. Um, I, I do think that Demarius Thomas has to be impactful. If Ty is going to win, Demarius has to do something. And the only saving grace I think that might that might basically somehow give Griff the win is Cortland Sutton. If Cortland Sutton can be what I personally think he can be, which is not only a yards guy, but I think he can be a red zone threat, which he's already shown. That was huge. It could be Griffin's matchup if Cortland Sutton puts up 15 to 25 points. So that's but but I'm throwing it in with Ty right now. Okay, good take. Mm. Cheek, what do you th- what do you got? Ty is gonna start Fitz Magic, and I couldn't be more proud of you, Ty. <laughs> so proud of you right now. Nothing else needs to be said. Ty wins. Let the Magic Man do his work. Get in there. Get it done. Okay, but on a serious note, uh, Griffin is <laughs> Griffin is hit with bye weeks this week, and here's the thing: Griffin is starting Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. And don't get me wrong, Griff is gonna I'm gonna go to work tomorrow. Griff's gonna be like, oh, dude, you're hating on my team. You know, you guys don't love me anymore. Whatever, Griff, deal with it. Catch up with the reality. <laughs> I don't think Demarius Thomas is gonna go to Houston and be like, hey guys, I'm not gonna tell you what plays they've been planning for. No, he wants to win. He knows that with Houston, they can get to the playoffs because, let's be honest, the division's terrible. Yeah. Colts are in there. Uh, and he's not going to he's not gonna leave out the fact that, like, what Cortland Sutton is going to be doing. He's not going to leave out plays. I do think the Texans' defense can stop Denver, let's be honest. Is Case Keenum that good? No. So I think Cortland Sutton will be good long-term. This week, I think he's going <laughs> to surprisingly be bad. Like, Goose egg potential back. Oh no way! I I would not be surprised. Like it would if Stop. he had if he had two points this week. Would you be that surprised? I would yes, be, I'd stunned. be shocked. You'd be stunned. Yes. Look at Demarius Thomas's numbers, dude. Demarius Thomas is the one who's leaving. 
How yes. Cortland Sutton? He's replacing Demarius Thomas. Is better than Demarius Thomas. And Demarius Thomas is old. I agree with you, but what I'm saying is Demarius Thomas wasn't the like number one. Emmanuel Sanders was the target guy. You don't have to be the number He's one to be valuable. Dependent. He can have two points on the week. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he will do that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised for Demarius Thomas to go in and say these are the routes Cortland Sutton's going to run. These are the ways that they're going to run the play up. And he's going to be the reason that the Texans can stop Cortland Sutton, and I wouldn't be surprised about it. All right, right Jason, you know what? Give, give me your hot take on that. Two points for Cortland Sutton. I wouldn't be surprised. First off, this we didn't pay out a water. Bill. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, with garbage you're going to get like water this, pour on you, and it, that's where I'm leading to exactly because it, uh, I'm like, this has to be a water bet. 100%. Are you kidding me? Oh gosh, no. What? Uh, what? Are you kidding? I'm not saying you can't I, give takes and okay. not win a water bet. There has Mary's to be a, there, there has to be a number Thomas. that you're going to say for Cortland Sutton to be able to score over under on Cortland Sutton wa- water bet. How many points would you say that he needs to score in order for? I mean, what's the minimum? What Just, are you saying? Yeah, Demir Demir Thomas. Watch. The past three weeks, that's he went from thirteen to six point seven to four point five. Cheek, that's a dick. You're saying move. that Cortland's, what's the water bet number? Seven points. Seven points. Cortland Sutton will not score more than seven points this week. You gonna take that? 100%. I will. I will definitely take that water bet. Take it. Yes. Water bet. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Like I don't. I'm not saying that Cortland Sutton is not good. What I'm saying You're is saying that, that this week he's going to score week, less than seven. Yeah, I don't and think And then he's going to score more than seven, and Jason's going to pour water in your face. It'll be awesome. Which, It'll by the way. It'll feel like a small victory because I'm going to lose this week to Chris, but regardless. Which, by um, the way, we have to pay out my water bet with you where you said that Britain would double Chris's points. <laughs> he almost did, he, though. No, he did. <laughs> he didn't even go close. Um, uh, I'm so going to. Point, yeah, I think Griff loses. Because of his bye weeks and having to start new guys in new situations, I think those are going to be surprisingly hurting him. So, so wait, Jason, Five you wins. took Ty. Yeah. Chris, you took Ty. I'm 100% going to take Griffin. Really? Yeah. To me, it's not even a question. I think Mark Ingram's going to have a big week. I think the Rams are great against the pass. Not that great against the run. They'll take them. I mm. think Matt Breida will gash the Raiders. I think Demarius Thomas will not have a big week on a new team where I think Cortland Sutton will have a big week on the same team where all he has to do is be like, oh, what did Demarius Thomas do? And then just run those routes. And I don't think that, like, when we talk about Demarius Thomas playing against, uh, like... His old team. He's going to play against Denver. Yeah, but he's going to play against Denver. But, like, the Denver defense has not been that good. So it's not like if they know what's going on, they're going to be great. The Texans' defense has. Like, they've not been terrible. Yeah, but what's your point? Demarius Thomas still is not going to put up points. So do you think Demarius Thomas outscores? I would rather take the receiver taking over in a team that he's been in all year than the receiver moving to a team that has not been playing. He's not been playing there. He just got there on Monday. You think he's going to memorize the playbook and have a huge involvement week one? I don't think he is. I think Josh Gordon is one of the best receivers we've ever seen in our generation, and he didn't even come close to that in in, in New England. He played like literally three snaps. I played him, got a touchdown on him. But he played, he played literally. Three <laughs> Hang on, so did he have more than seven points? <laughs> so, he did in that week. But so I think all that actually leads to a narrative where Griffin wins this week. I think he's going to take it. I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a messy matchup. But I think Griffin's going to take it this week. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I thought I was kind of going to be the only person who would say Ty would win this week. So I'm a little disappointed. Cheek said so. <laughs> Um, but I mean, obviously the the favorite is going to be Griffin right now. So, I mean, if he wins that there's no surprise there. I just think that Ty's game script or I mean, Ty's matchups are favorable 
Jarvis Landry is they're going to be throwing a lot in Cleveland because oh, they're playing they're Kansas City. To. That's a big plus for yeah. time. Julian Edelman is playing Green Bay. So again, another high scoring game. Kelsey's going to take a hit this week because of they're playing Cleveland again. We've already talked about that. Um, but I do like Mark Ingram and I like Burita uh, mm-hmm. with their matchups. And of course, Fitzmagic, uh, the fake Fitz. Um, so <laughs> I, I definitely like Ty's matchup, which is why I kind of went out on a limb. I mean, I definitely know that it's a bit of a risk on that one. Now, now let me throw you the other side. Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Griffin has Sammy Watkins. He's got Kenny Kenny Galladay, newly yeah, upgraded with, with, with Golden Tate gone. Tyreek was back at practice today. I, I, I mean, you guys got You guys got to lock, lock it in this week. I'm just saying yeah. it's not crazy. I think Griffin's gonna win. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't surprise me at all. I could easily <laughs> see that happen. <laughs> I mean, I hate to pick him. I mean, it hurts me just. I've been picking him for weeks, and I'm not picking him this week, Griff. <laughs> you got to get over it, dude. You've been you've been doing those like happy. Oh, you guys are talking. Oh yeah, every time someone talks yeah. about my team, like I'm get, done. You're dead to me. Let's go, Gift Master. Get out of here. <laughs> all right, last. Uh, Thing for the week, we got a mailbag question from Ty Cook. He asked, "Who was more upset by the Ty Montgomery fumble?" Which, by the way, one of the most egregious mistakes I've seen in the NFL ever. Mm. You're telling me you're a punt return and you're in the end zone. You're like, I got a Hall of Famer throwing the ball, so like, I think I'll try and I'm run, this run it out. I'm run. Like, I've never ran a punt return back or a touch or a kick return back. No. I mean, if you're on, like, the Bills, you're like, we got no shot at this baby. Like, this is what we got to do. <laughs> Let's go! Like, you got Aaron Rodgers behind center, you're going to run that crap out? Yeah. No, absolutely nope. not. So, who was more dis- disappointed by the Ty Montgomery fumble? Aaron Rodgers himself, man who makes his living playing football, or Sarah LaRoe? Jason, I'll let you give the first take here. Yeah, and the reason why this becomes a question is because Sarah barely lost this past week. Barely. And, and it's barely. because Aaron Rodgers didn't have a chance to make his last drive. Which um, he would have thrown. She needed two points. Yeah. He would have thrown 20 yards on his last drive. A- absolutely. They so would have played prevent defense. It yeah. would have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, Sarah would have... Uh, would have definitely won. Now, is Sarah upset? Sarah has no idea. She went to sleep. <laughs> she went to sleep before this play even happened. So she just saw that she lost in the morning and was like, oh, darn. And and so that She's was so sweet. that was kind of the end of it, which I'm going to be honest. It's, it's amazing being able to talk without her kicking me every five seconds for saying something inappropriate. But, uh, yeah, so right now I know she'd be kicking me, and that's okay. I can just... Take oh that on right gosh, now, but yes. yes, Ty. As much as uh, as much as you care about this league, Sarah doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, that's your answer, buddy. It's definitely Aaron Rodgers. Oh my gosh! Next question. Next question. Oh my gosh! Oh so man! I don't even need to say anything. That was such, perfect. Such a good response. Oh, such a good response. Man. I got I got nothing else. I think that's it for the week, right? That is it. Yeah. Uh, as always, guys, we always invite you guys. Please come be on the show. Jason, thank you so much for coming to it. Yeah, this so fun. So fun. Sir, Steph and Sarah, I'm sorry. This is my favorite episode we've recorded, hands down. Whoa. Like, Are we talking overall night experience or the last this recording This has been experience? one of my favorite recordings that we've done. This has been a good recording. I've had so much fun. Jason, your takes have been hilarious. I, I mean, I don't know why I don't think I'm going to win every week, but, you know... <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll work that out as friends, uh, even though I don't think I'm going to win. Uh, but uh, if you guys ever want to be on the show, please, please let us know. We're more than flexible to kind of uh, work around your schedule a little bit. Uh, we usually try to start at 9 on Wednesdays, so we'd love to have you on. Again, thanks, Jason, for bringing the Dorado High. So good. Great. If you're going to be on the show, we love treats. Cake balls.
All right. Also, alcohol. So, yes. uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jason. Had a great time. So glad to see how all your matchups play out, and I hope all your guys' Halloween nights was fun. Got to get out with the family, snag some candy. If you're the Halloween Grinch like Cheek, you didn't dress up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we got to call a spade a spade, right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You gotta dress up on Halloween. Well, the good news is the sponsor of this show, just for the record, I know we didn't have that, but we're doing it right now. The Dude, sponsor of this show is Public Education. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Tell me more about that. <laughs> yes, they are the strangers that you let your kids spend eight hours with a day that are guaranteed a raise every year, and after they get tenure, can are virtually unfireable unless they break the law. So, thank you, gentlemen, for all. And uh, I think we can close out the episode. That is perfect. Thank you, public, public education, for guaranteeing livelihoods for not only our children, but the underpaid people who represent them. So, thank you guys so much. I will see you guys next week. Have a good week.